It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is uh, Jay Harwood's latest edition of Amazing Meth Conversation. Honored to have Larry Bell and her daughter Lizzie. We want to talk about It's Not Over, the great documentary Sully just released over 100 uh, theaters. Lizzie, I can let you guys, what was the brain chart? How does this come about in the movie? In the summer of 2018, our producer, Peter Soboloff, went to see the Mr. Rogers documentary. In his words, his wife dragged him to the theater. And he ended up loving the film and he's played in my grandpa Yogi's museum golf outing for a number of years. And the museum outing happened to be the next day. And he saw my dad and uncles at the outing and he said, how come there's no Mr. Rogers documentary, but about your father? And they all said, well, we don't know. No one's ever made one. And Peter said, well, can I? And he had produced a film with our director, Sean Mullen, uh, previously. Sean was a uh, rugby player at West Point, so he's an athlete and an Army veteran. And they loved that about him right away, and he's also a lovely human being. And they said, let's let's go for it. And that was how the ball got rolling. Phil was great. I watch it. Now, I know the title is sure it's not over until it's over, but what was it? I forgot the was a more complicated part of it. The genesis of It's Not Over Till It's Over was the, the 73 Mets when they were way out of it in the summer. Apparently, Grandpa and I were kind of, this is kind of a spoiler alert because we give it away, we talk about it in the film, but the, the saying was originally, um, you're not out of it until it's mathematical. And it- That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. More that's into it ain't over till it's over. So yeah. Explain it all in the movie. So folks are gonna have to go see it. <laughs> You know, I'm supposed to be the Mets historian, you know, and look at the records. I, I didn't believe that Yoki was with the Mets close to 11 years. Right. I mean, from 1965 to, to 75, till he got a couple. I mean, I just didn't think it was that long. You know, was it was it seven years the coach? Talk, talk about guys, when he came, he goes to the seventh game, 64 World Series, loses. A month later, the Mets hire him. How much of a part did Casey George Weiss had what to do with that. When he first got fired from the uh, Yankees, it, it, it was uh, a shock to him because when he got called to go in to see uh, Ralph Halk, he thought he was going to get rehired. And when he came home, he said he had been dismissed. And he just says, after a little while, knowing him, and I'm sure he, as you got to know, he just got to the point where he goes, well, managers are made to be fired. And... Uh, he didn't know what he was going to do. And then Casey and the Mets reached out to him and said, would you like to work for us? At first, my mother was a little skeptical about it. And after she met with the people and she met Mrs. Payson, she fell in love right away, especially with Mrs. Payson. And she said, it's okay, we're going to do this. And and that, and mom was a strong uh, key to that decision. And they ended up for the 11 years enjoying the heck out of it and i enjoyed it also because it's right in my prime baseball time and the national league uh proved to be something to watch that's <laughs> my at my ages it had to be a culture shock for your father you know lydia grandfather i mean he ate 18 all-star games mvps world series and the mix were 
six we're, we're dead last in a losing team. My Grammy Carmen always used to say that they had a lot of fun with the Yankees because winning is fun. But she used to say we didn't know what real fun was until we joined the Mets. They had so they had such a good time with the Mets, and I think Grandpa actually really liked the challenge of of mentoring young players and working with young players and helping them get better. And obviously that ended up being such a rewarding time with him with the Mets. Plus, plus a big fact was Casey. I mean, Casey and were like peas in a pod. And I think he uh, a part of the decision was to help Casey out also. And I know he went there as a player coach and uh, he found out pretty Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 1965. Yeah, and uh, I, know, I remember when he played, or he actually, when he struck out three times against Tony Clollinger in a game, in a game against the Braves, he didn't even get. He got on the phone and told uh, mom that that's it. He says, "I've never, I've only struck out three times in one game for the second time." He says, "Never going to happen again." And then again, I don't you know, remember the incident thing where Tom Seaver tried to. His second comeback, I think it was in 87, I pitchers are Barry Lyons. He had like five home runs against him in a, in a game in, in, in Norfolk. And Tom said, no offense to Barry, but Barry Lyons has four or five home runs. So I'll be, that, that's it. You know, I'm done with it. Yeah. The, those, those gr the great ones know when you, when you can't make the adjustment, it's time to, time to get out. Let's see, let's, let's, in, in the movie, one point was very quick to me. Uh, you're watching 2015 greatest four living players, Johnny Bench, Willie Mays, um, Hank Aaron, and Sandy Koufax, and you said to your, your grandfather, not you? I mean, hey, you, you all the stats, I mean, you didn't want to get rid of one of those guys, but no. they had on another guy. I, I really believe that those, those four guys were introduced as the greatest living players in Major League Baseball, and I was sitting next to my very much alive Grandpa Yogi, and... I don't think for a second he should have replaced any of them. I mean, I think Willie Mays is probably the greatest player to ever play the game, but he should have been out there with them. The stat he has certainly has the numbers to be with them with MVPs and all-stars and, and, and RBIs and batting average and home runs, but it, the world series, he's more world series than all four of them combined. So I really do believe that he, he should have been out there and, you know, uh, the case we make in the movie is that it's it's kind of a recency bias. People most recently remember Grandpa for his yogiisms and funny commercials because his last game was in, in 1965. But people need to remember how, how just how great of a player he was. I'm not going to draw any comparisons between me and Yogi, but you brought up a point that, you know, he got overlooked. If you like career, I'm known as a jokester too. And, you know, make a joke, be the butt of joke. And it really hurt me in my career going forward because it got to put people in it to take me seriously, even though I did a job. You know, I mean, I so I could really w withdraw to that comparison. Me, well, you know, the this and that. But, I mean, you really think this kind of stuff hurt Yoki in a way? That he was overlooked because of that? He just showed the people, I'm going to show them. I, I, they can say whatever they want, but I didn't show them if they could do the job, just like you did. You know, if you were... Uh, uh, teased and everything when you were you showed them that you could do a hell of a job at what you were doing and one of the things you go back to the four players is i remember when we when we talked my brothers and i talked with the snowball loss about making the movie i tried to i was always adamant uh, probably the more than more so than my brothers that i was tired of hearing all of the uh 
Ruth, Garrick, DiMaggio, Mantle, Ford, Iris. I, I go, where's Bever? They would leave him out all the time. They never put his name in it. And then when they had the 100th anniversary just recently of the, the new Yankee Stadium, they uh, the guy that wrote the article, who I have nothing against, just said the home where Ruth, Gehrig, and Mantle became famous. I said, what happened to Barrett? You forget, everybody seemed to forget Barrett. And this documentary, I hope, gets Barrett in there on a permanent basis. So Lizzie told me, I didn't realize, you used Court bullpens for the Mets in the sixties. Yes, what, you would drop. What 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 did you think when 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 Seaver came in sixty seven? Everybody uses that as a demarcation mark for the history of the Mets. And you're right. What did you know? What, why did you relate with Tom Seaver? Uh, in uh, Tom was terrific. I mean, uh, I at the time I was said Tom was terrific. Just <laughs> play overs there, but uh, when I uh, it was like sixty seven. 68 and 69 that I would come and I would uh, I would get dressed and I was uh, I wasn't a bat boy at home but Mr. Gil Hodges let me travel I went on two or three road trips where the Mets let me be the bat boy and they actually got permission for me to wear number eight so I could be in the bullpen really to warm up the pitchers and I was actually warming up pitchers before they went into the games and not to brag but I was in Houston and they get a call down. Joe Pignatano gets a, a call down and, and says, uh, warm up Ryan. So Joe goes, Larry, go, you're going to warm up Ryan. Put the gear on. And I said, put the gear on. He goes, yeah, put the catching gear on. Yeah. He says, because uh, you're going to find out something here. But uh, in Houston, the bullpen is along the line. So if the ball goes into the past you, it goes into the outfield and delays the game. In the Astrodome. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, remember that? And and I'm warming him up in this thing, and I'm blocking balls, and the people that were sitting in front of our bullpen section stood up and gave me an ovation for blocking all the ball <laughs> for going into the outfield. <laughs> so, like, what do you guys remember about, I mean, and you live tonight, you've lit April 1st, 1972. Was your dad playing golf with Gil that day? When he had died of the heart attack. Yes, they were. Uh, I think all the coaches, they had all all the coaches were playing with him, and uh, I think Dad had already started to leave and didn't hear about it until a few minutes later that Gil had collapsed and and had found out that he had passed very quickly. Uh, they said that he it was almost a sudden a sudden death. He had had a heart attack a couple of years before. I think that that he was uh, and you know seventy two was a. You know how how tough was it, Am, to replace the guy, the manager, of the Miracle Mets, died at a very young age, beloved by the fan, Yogi, beloved by the fans. How tough was it, guys, for your Yogi or Gilmart? Originally, he refused the job. He didn't want to take it, but Joan Hodges called Dad and said, "Take the job because Gil would have really liked you to have it." And that's when he changed his mind. But originally, he didn't want it. Take Gill's place. Lindsay, how many? It's was it? It's ten World Series with the Yankees. Were two with the Mets. It's is it thirteen? I forget. It's three. He had three. Three as a coach. Yeah. So thirteen total. I mean, this 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 movie is a labor of love for you, right? I mean, is there stuff you found out about your grandfather you didn't know before? Like you got you know Bob Costas, uh, uh, you know Joe Torre, Billy Crystal, 
Well, who am I leaving out? In the movie, we have so many folks. Vin Scully, uh, Tony Kubek, Ralph Terry, Bobby Richardson, Art Shamsky, um, Al Downing. Um, you mentioned Billy Crystal, but then we have the younger guys too. Joe Torre, Mariano Rivera, Willie Randolph, sure. Derek Jeter. Um, it's quite a cast of characters uh, in, in the film. I would say from like a factual perspective, I knew most of the things about my grandpa that end up in, in the movie. I don't think I learned a lot of facts. What was really cool for me was our editor, Julian Robinson, dug up some tremendous archival footage. So there's home videos from my grandparents' wedding in 1948, which is amazing for me to see. And there's so much incredible baseball archival where you see grandpa swinging that big, heavy, long bat he used to use just kind of manhandling it in the strike zone and poking the ball the other way. He could do whatever he wanted with it. And that really comes through in those old videos. And then the other thing that just is remarkable to me is no matter who talks about him, if it's a famous person like Billy Crystal or uh, just a normal person I meet at one of the screenings and they say they, they met grandpa one time or they didn't know grandpa at all, but he touched them or inspired them in some way. It's really an incredible thing to know that so many people who say, they loved my grandpa Yogi mean love in the same sense of the word as I mean it when I say I love my grandfather. And just I keep learning about just the breadth of his reach and how many folks he he inspired. And that's incredible. 73 was a disappointing year. We This close. I mean, what do you remember about the series when we lost in Oakland seven games? Uh, I, I, I went to every game, uh, even in Oakland, and it was disappointing. And I, I know it was one of dad's. Uh, regrets that you know leading two teams and uh to the world series and not being able to win he that's the only thing he wasn't able to get was a world championship as a manager, that, that as a manager. but uh it wasn't and and i remember his decision about who should pitch the sixth and seventh game became a big uh, uh not a big controversy but a lot of topic of conversation and he had his reasons which he basically kept to himself i know that he threw Seaver because he was hoping Tom would would uh, uh, come through and just shut it down. He goes, I want to win it now. I don't want to go to a seventh game. I think you argue with starting Tom Seaver in, the, in a, any kind of a game. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. You guys were both at the uh, all time Rizzi game. What was it like for you to reminisce with you know, guys like Matlock and Cleon Jones and, you know, Shamsky, Swoboda, you know, the late Fred Thomas? What was that? Came daylight for you guys. Uh, but for me, it brought me back to my teenage years because then it was fun to to see uh, Jerry Kuzman and, and then John Matlack. And, and John Matlack, I caught in a, an inter squad game when I was in the minor leagues. Uh, I was in the minor leagues for a year and got a chance to go to a spring training and got to catch all these guys and warm them up and interact with them is like real close because we were just catchers and pitchers. No other players were there yet. And uh, it, and to see like Frank Thomas and Cleon Jones, they're all my friends now. I am, I see them all the time. Ron Swoboda, Art Shamsky, uh, and I've actually become really close with Gil Hodges Jr. He's a real good friend of mine now. We talk on a regular basis. I talk to Art Shamsky on a regular basis, and uh, but to see them, it, it's it just. It's a thrill to me. Lizzie, what has the last couple of months been like for you all over the country? Paper articles, no one bad word about anything. I and mean, what's it been like for you? 
it's been pretty overwhelming and I'm exhausted. I need some naps. Um, we've been showing this movie in Los Angeles and San Francisco and all over the tri-state area. I'm going to DC tomorrow, St. Louis and Phoenix later this week. Um, and I do, I want people to understand it's in a hundred theaters in the tri-state area. It's going to be a nationwide release. It's opening this weekend in Philly, DC, Boston, San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, um, and then every week after that, throughout May and June, Sony Pictures Classic is adding more theaters. So it's going to be almost 800 theaters nationwide. You can see it at uh, itainovermovie.com. We have the full release schedule and you can see when it's coming to a theater near you. But uh, it's it's been a crazy train ride and it's going to go on for another couple of weeks. And I'm just super excited that everybody can see the movie. Has this exceeded your expectations through the or with Yes, I think so. I am I am amazed by how much press we're getting and, and how many people are seeing. And, and I mean, I knew it was a good film. I just didn't know this many people were going to see it and write about it. And it's just been tremendous. Well, it's great to keep your grandfather right. You know, my favorite uh, uh, Rioli story, I guess the time when, uh, when he was still on the outs with the Yankees, he made a point every host there to come and see Willie Randolph to get, give him a pep talk. And that's me showing him what the guy was made of, you know, after the press was out of the locker room, you know, we could come in the back door, sit, talk to Willie just to pep him up. That more than any, those kind of things really shows you, you know, what he didn't want any publicity there. And, you know, till the reproacher was made, every time we had a home, he's always here giving Willie a pep talk. But you know, that meant a lot to me, show what Yogi was made of. I think Grandpa thought of Willie Randolph and Ron Guidry and those players as, as you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, 10th 20th sons you know they, their relationships were just great and i also think from a, a bigger higher level perspective he he realized that as the first african-american manager in new york baseball history he wanted willie to do well and want willie to succeed so it was it was nothing to him to go out there and and, and catch up with his old friend i i know it may make him let to willie take the time but i mean me said i just didn't realize 11 years in a med uniform, yeah, yeah, people think it's a spec, but it was, you know, seven years. And, you know, Archie, she actually told me a great story that his, it, really, I, I mean, because Yoke, I guess, was our hitting coach too. We, we, I'm like, correct me, Lord, why we didn't have any coach, right? Yeah, when he, he came, when he first started, he was the first base coach. Yes. In 16, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. In 60, in 65, when he was the player coach. And then, then he became, I guess, uh, uh, a term would be like your hitting coach and your catching coach, and uh, he would just help whoever needed needed the help. He made the word thirty seven coaches on the staff like they're on the. I'm not right. Yeah, they did. Maybe <laughs> Grant. Maybe Grandpa did the job of thirty seven. Uh, uh, <laughs> what see the ball hit it? Yes. That was that, that was his. That was his. You know. Okay. Right. I just wanted to wish you all the best. You know, I, I got to tell you one thing though. I was a. Frequent bowler, Rizzuto Vera bowling alley to start that. I had this thing. I would bowl a couple of games. You had this RXP plate, Bob, Bob. I don't know if you remember Larry. Bonds on the, yeah. Yes, right by the plate. Yeah. Go in, bowl a couple of games, uh, get a couple of milkshakes and a hamburger and fries. I met Yoey there through Rizzuto a couple of times, but that was my, I, it's not there anymore. It's all, it's just gone. Listen, you and I, we we talked about that once, and I I believe we probably bowled against each other sometimes because that you probably beat because I not I was down there every day for about three years. I began, yeah, I, I love playing boy. Listen, you're going to tell me where the film? What's the next release date with the film? 
Uh, so it's out in the tri-state area right now. So all you Mets fans in Queens and York and New Jersey, you can go to the movie theater tri-state area right now and go see it. And then it's opening in in uh, New York. Um, sorry, Philly, Boston, D.C., Dallas, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, San Diego this weekend, and then many more cities coming up. I do just want to say one more thing though, because we're talking about it ain't over till till it's over, and it's not over till it's mathematical being uh, originated with the Mets. There were a bunch of yogiisms that came from Grandpa's time with the Mets. You mentioned Art Shamsky, see the ball, hit the ball. But my my favorite that came from his time with the Mets was John Swoboda telling Grandpa that he was going to start using Frank Thomas's batting stance, and that was when Grandpa said, "If you can't imitate him, don't copy him." <laughs> That's true. But listen, I appreciate you guys' time, Lindsay. Best of luck with the film. I enjoy every baseball pitch you see. It's a great movie. Thank you so much, Jay. Thanks, Jay. That's the show. Thank you. Okay, take care, guys. Be well.